Great. I'm Don't here start for with it. me. <laughs> I won't start with you, pal. All right. In three, two, one. Action. Welcome to this very special episode of The Weekday, right here, live from Studio B. Mike Mage. Hi. How you doing? How's the sugar? Oh, yeah. So I got Easter-themed Skittles, Hold them which, up are the just, which are just normal Skittles, but in like an easter theme. But in the outside, They actually taste like Easter. Well, so, but then they have like on the back here, it looks, there's like dirt. Yeah. And then there's like, this you know, one is You know like, why that is, right? No, tell me. So you can hide them in the dirt and the grass so that the kids actually have to go look for them. Oh, you mean the is Easter really bunny why? hides them. What? Or are you making that up? Uh, I think you're making that up. That's Justin Deal over on the hey. Wheels of Steel over there. Uh, next to me is Mike Mage, and I'm Andy. Thanks for joining us if you are watching this on YouTube. If this is your first time engaging with us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts, thanks so much. We do have a video version of this that you can go check out. Otherwise, we're going to do our best to um, make this part of the theater if of the mind. there was one, one place you could get this podcast, where would it be? YouTube.com slash Bay Hope Church. Great. Uh, but there's also many places. I have my wife turn it on. Well, hold on. Yeah, you know her. And I have my wife turn it on. She casts it to the TV, mm -hmm. but then she holds her phone up to it and I call her and she... It's a real like baseball, yeah. <laughs> like, like the dudes going to baseball games and like listening to the radio <laughs> so they're like two minutes behind yeah uh -huh. um i don't know if you saw this apple tv we're going to talk about today's gonna to be a very tech themed episode apple tv does the friday night baseball things yeah which you know baseball is interesting now now that it's baseball is baseball it's well baseball got better as they say baseball got better uh because it's now baseball's way back uh it's way quicker but friday night they apple tv has the regular broadcast like the nationally syndicated broadcast and mm -hmm. then uh, on separate audio channels, it has the regional radio broadcast. Oh, that's cool. And it actually syncs them up. So Ooh. it's not like the 10 seconds behind or whatever. Yeah. It is very cool to watch. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you're a baseball Good fan, to know. go and There's do a little, that. A little, little ad. You can... Uh, Hashtag ad. Do we get... Yeah, I think... <laughs> right there. Um, I think we get kickbacks for that. We'll see. We're on an Apple platform. I definitely get kickbacks, but like not for that. So, <laughs> what do you get kickbacks for, Mike? Mm -mm. All of the uh, Kroger gift cards. Yeah, well, no, like all of the uh, multi-level marketing, dude. You know, things that I have going on, dude. You know, I get kickbacks. Uh, your, your Avon and your yeah. um, no, not for that stuff. I I do like it's phone it's, cards. But <laughs> <laughs> phone cards. I was gonna say like plastic baggies. I have like oh, a, yeah. I have a scheme going on with plastic baggies yeah, that's and good. you know the snack. To like the, all the way to the gallon size, yeah, and there's in between, you know. You sell singles. Yeah. <laughs> you go, sell singles. You go to the beach and you sell singles. Yeah. Like, hey, I see, I see your phone was without a case yeah. there. Uh, mm -hmm. Fifty cents for this right. bag. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's pure profit, almost pure profit. <laughs> that's like pure a thousand profit. Hey, uh, we've got a couple of minutes. Like I said, today's going to be a very tech themed episode, so strap in, get ready. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things. But before we get to our main topic du jour, tell me, uh, I had a question for you, fine gents, and maybe the other two in the room. We have no. Madeline right here. Wave at the camera. No. Cool. Austin, wave at the Definitely camera. Definitely not. Um, they are behind a camera, the camera, so they, the camera... they don't have a camera. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you guys a question the the from three to one, top three, top tech items that are kind of off the beaten path. Okay. So like ground rules for this game that we're playing are you can't say like your phone or your computer because that's like a mainstream tech thing. Of These course. are the things that are like 
off the beaten path yep. just a little bit that not everybody would use on a daily basis. Oh. Right. Do you have a do you have a do you have a why why don't you start? Why don't I start? Mm -hmm. So number three for me, this is gonna be real stupid, would be the air fryer. Okay. That is a, I know it's an appliance, mm -hmm. but it technically is like a high tech piece of mm -hmm. equipment. Yep. And we use that thing all the time. I'm not all the time. I'm not using it now, but like, uh, we, I'm Speak not, for yourself. I'm not, uh, but like the air fryer I see it over there. The, no, shh, shh, don't you're crisping him. up some apples. Don't, no, don't tell them. <laughs> I'm not crisping up apples. Trust me. I got Skittles in there. Oh, we're, yeah. we're deep frying. Ooh, yeah. Air fried Skittles. <laughs> Refried Skittles. Oh ah. uh, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, but that thing is, uh, that, that's a new piece of that tech. has, that has been a life changer. The air fryer. Justin, what about you? You got a three? Oh, I you asked me not to go not to go to you first, so yeah. yeah, so you went to me second. Yep. So thank hey, you. Hey, I didn't go first. I didn't lie. <laughs> did. I did not break my promise, you young did. man. Yeah. Yes. Number three for me, I feel like you might be able to guess, maybe not, video camera. Mm. Because without that, I wouldn't have a job. Which one? So, which video camera? Yeah. Specifically, uh, name it. I mean, Serial we could number. do. Honestly, right now, Kickbacks probably is Eva. what we're looking for. I could also do a. No, nope, no, no! Don't, don't, don't. Just, no, we need yeah, the money from to, them. Yeah, you need to select one and go yeah, for it. Yeah, and then oh, and really no. dive deep. Really dive deep. Mm. Affiliate links. What if we get double kickbacks, huh? Double Real kickbacks. Panasonic's choice here. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. What uh, if, I mean, because you can, you know, you can get a Eva with a Canon mount. True. That's what so, we have. That's what yeah. we use. Uh, so we'll say that. Thanks, Panasonic, for hey. hooking us up with great cameras. Yeah. Uh, Mike, <laughs> go. Let's go to you. <clears throat> So can we dive deep into the parameters of yeah, sure. this tech? Does it need to be plugged in? Is it something that needs to be plugged in? Technology. I understand. Like it can't be like I, I heard the, the wheel. I heard the word. The wheel is not like the wheel is ubiquitous. Everybody uses okay. the wheel. Okay. Do people have to, does everybody have to use it or like? In modern parlance, it has to be popular. Okay. I have one that might be an edge case here. Why don't you you bring it to the court you and we'll decide. You don't plug it in necessarily. Okay. Um, you do apply it. Okay. Is it taxes? No. <laughs> but a weird a weird thought. Yeah. Uh, it's not that. No, it's uh, deodorant. Deodorant as a piece of technology. <laughs> Wrong. Why? No. Do you understand how much deodorant has changed? Like normal day culture. I have been to Bush Gardens on a hot yeah, July day. You know, uh, like I I'll allow it for that. Uh, well and, yeah. and I'm not even talking about roasted peanuts. Other people and their individual unique stenches. I'm just talking about my personal stench is suppressed because of this amazing piece of technology called a bar or stick of deodorant. So Number two for me. <laughs> Number two for me is the solar panel. Uh, and solar panels on my house um, because our, my power bill is significantly lower than it used to be, and we're we're gener it's, It is for you too. You have solar panels on your house. I do, but I don't appreciate them that much. Oh so. well, I appreciate them. Number two out of my top three. What about you, Justin? Mm, number two for me. I'm gonna say a garage door opener. Okay. Yeah. That's actually yeah, not a bad nice. one. I I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that can, that's a piece of technology that can get overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, I can go with that. Mike, let's throw to you. I'm going to say the vanilla wafer. <laughs> no, and no, not the vanilla wafer itself. The technology used to create a vanilla wafer. Mm. An oven? No, how dare you? Okay, no. Like <laughs> the... A, 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 a conveyor belt that goes through ovens yeah whatever whatever uh, you want however you want to get to the point to wherever we're going to get to i agree about technology the uh, 
I guess it was my fault for trying to play a ser- serious <laughs> game. No, That's I my agree. fault. I agree. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Also, uh, but in reality, I was just looking at like my phone case. I know this isn't exactly a piece of technology. Kind of, I know what you're getting at. Um, but like Do I, you? yeah. Um, the the phone That's case. A good one. The phone case is a good one. I, and especially like getting the right phone case yep. will change. Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right just dropped it right on the table. Be- well, and like I got so when I got the fourteen, it was like it felt significant. Yeah, like it's like oh wow, this is like a heavy piece of you know thing or whatever. But like having the case on it, like the amount of confidence I feel mm-hmm. using this thing when I have this case on, as opposed to when it's off, mm-hmm. is like is crazy. Yeah. So all right. Uh, and number one for me, and this is kind of a piece of technology, but it is. Any podcast player, so I was like just a, gonna say Spotify as being one of my. And you can say Spotify. I'm not going to. Though, okay, uh, a it. podcast player, just because of the amount of hours that I have learned and grown through listening to podcast and laughed and cried and done all the things. Yeah, uh, and it has taken up so much of my time, and that is constantly what I'm listening to is podcasts, okay. such as the weekday. Uh, go ahead, Justin. Mm. I I want to say number one, but maybe this wasn't in any order because my number one is string lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, are we You're, talking like Edison string lights? Or are we talking like Christmas lights like I have in my t- office? Honestly, we're talking like Christmas lights. Just simple, you know, just simple string lights. One, they look great in person. Two, they look great on a camera. Yeah, yeah they do like do that. Do-do. Once you have those two things, you don't need anything else. I agree. I mean, yep. you know, Jesus and a wife and all that. But yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. <laughs> It is, it's weird. So for my number one, it is weird how like my brain wants to go to like hygiene type stuff. Go for it. Like you already did with the deodorant. No, no, I know. (laughs) But like, and I'm being serious, but the toilet is the most underappreciated piece of technology Uh, in the house. I, I disagree that it is underappreciated. Okay. But like how much the toilet and modern day plumbing, modern day sanitation, just improves our life significantly people who talk about and like romanticize you know even a hundred years ago but like 200 years ago or like founding father's times or whatever do you know how disgusting oh yeah anything before like 1920 was rivers of fecal matter rolling down the road just it it is it is mind-blowing the amount of disease and bacteria infested normal like everyday life well this took a turn and we just don't i i modern day plumbing is a technology that i appreciate this took a real turn well i (laughs) a dump some would say oh this okay uh we're gonna we're gonna take a break uh we are gonna be right back to talk about um modern day plumbing as found in chat gpt (laughs) we'll uh we'll be right back Thanks for joining us here on the weekday today. And if you're interested in anything that we're doing with our global online community here at Bay Hope Church, head over to bayhope.com, type in digital into the search box and join any one of our communities, either on Facebook, on Discord, or on any one of our social media platforms. We can't wait to engage with you and hang out with you. And we're back and I have another top three for you. Uh, Top three times you've used ChatGPT. In the last 24 hours, go. Oh. Okay, don't answer that. Um, have you used ChatGPT in the last 24 hours? Not in the last 24 hours. Okay. No. Uh, I have been using it a lot. So, um, but I do have AI that I do use. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh! 
we're so today did you look did you look at the the thumbnail and the uh the the description below this video that or the one? show notes yeah down there uh -huh. or up there it or, depends on yeah or maybe that way if you're watching it in theater okay. mode yeah. um <laughs> today we are going to be diving into the topic of ai perhaps you've heard of it uh it has been all over the place, particularly in the last six to eight months, it has been a yeah. gigantic uh, hot button issue. And we were actually, had, we were having a conversation about it yesterday as we were doing pre-show prep and production meeting. And I actually have been, and I'll, I'll tell a couple stories about it in a minute, but I've been working a lot with AI and generative AI and ML uh, a lot over the past couple of weeks, really past couple of months. And we, caught into a conversation about the church and AI and machine learning, and we wanted to have a conversation about it. So yeah. um, first things first, I think we need to define a couple of boundaries and define what we're actually talking about. My favorite part. Uh, the definitions. We'll just like, give me some. This is our sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to play in the sandbox. And if you know me, I'm going to sit on the outside of the sandbox because I don't actually oh, like that's, sand. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. And I'm yeah. going to put my feet on the outside and I'm just going to poke a finger in there. Right and then leave because sure. sand is the worst. Um, <laughs> that's a true story. You can talk to my dad about that. Uh, I will. Yeah, you know him. I know him. Yes. Um, so AI is artificial intelligence. Obviously, the personification of AI is like iRobot. You know, the move, the Will Smith movie, right. like it's this sentient being walking around in a cyborg body. Bicentennial Man, Rob By, Williams. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Or a $6 million man. Well, he was actually just a cyborg. But, right. you know, it's this idea of a robot that can think that has its own thoughts, its own feelings. Consciousness. Its own, yeah, it, it, is, it is human consciousness. Um. But if you back back down from that, so we that doesn't exist right now. It and there it's going to be a long time till that does exist. Yeah. What we are seeing explode lately is what people are calling AI, yeah. artificial intelligence, but is really it's called two different things. It's called generative AI yeah. or machine learning. And it used to be called machine learning long, long ago. Um, actually, that's what computers back in the '60s and '70s were right. called. Was, Alan Turing. That was his. Yeah, that thing was, was that was his thing back yeah. in the '50s and '60s. Was that uh, every every time you put a punch card into the slot, the machine was learning how to do. It, you were informing the CPU like mechanically. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You were you good. were putting a card in, and the, the central processing <laughs> unit was was being informed as to how to do its thing. Mm. Machine learning has been taking on this gigantic thing lately, and uh, generative AI is kind of the next step. And we see that popularized through platforms like OpenAI and ChatGPT. Uh, it really started to come into con national consciousness and really international consciousness with things like Stable Diffusion and Dolly and Mind Journey, you know, these AI art things. Yeah. Um, and ChatGPT has been around actually since like 2016. Uh, it has had a lot of forms, but chat, what ChatGPT is, the long and the short of it, is it is a machine learning platform that basically scrapes the entire internet for all that it's all that it can, for all the text, for all the images, for everything that it can, and you then put a query in that you treat it like Siri or yeah. whatever. You say, "Hey, I, I want you to do this thing." Ask I, Jeeves. Oh, web crawler. Yeah. Web um, <laughs> And you ask Jeeves to do the thing, and then Jeeves actually comes and does mm -hmm. the thing, and then it it creates a series of things and you know logic, yeah. and it's it's fascinating. If you've never tried it, you can go try it for free for a little bit. I actually, I have a developer API key. I can shoot you a link if you want to do that. Um, but so first things first, what are your what are your uh, experiences so far <laughs> with generative AI? slash ml not necessarily ai like i don't, I don't want to i don't want to talk about ai because that's just the buzz thing let's talk about what the thing actually is right now mm -hmm. so what are your experiences with it so far well i mean i've used chat gpt before um 
just as like a toy, mm-hmm. you know, and because, you know, I like to write music and I like to write songs, you know, I'll say, because <clears throat> you tell it, say like, hey, write me a song, write me a worship song based on Psalm 23 in the style of Hillsong worship or mm-hmm. something or Bethel worship. And so it will, you put that in and then, you know, it gives you a little spinny wheel for like 15 seconds or whatever. And then pops out a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, yep. chorus. Yep. And then you can I you can go back and say like, okay, give me a chord progression for this song. And it'll spin a little bit and then spit out a chord progression for the song. Um, <clears throat> and gen- generally, it is pretty like generic. Does it do what I asked it to do? It does. It like in a very general sense. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's the only time and then anytime I've ever used any of the AI art generators, it's all been Nightmare to, Factory. Well, yeah, just to be like funny. Yeah, you know, give me a a chicken holding a cross eating an onion or yep. something. You know. Um so I, I pulled up a bunch of stuff and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the impacts in the church in just a second, but somebody asked ChatGPT to define what generative AI was, and yeah. this, was its, this was its definition. Uh, generative AI refers to a type of artificial intelligence that has the ability to create original content or outputs, such as images, text, music, or even videos, unlike other types of AI that are designed to complete specific tasks. Yeah. So like Siri is designed to create, to do like a specific task. Well, and even I'm sure from a, like a business side of things, there are very specific Right artificial intelligence that will only do certain math problems. Right. And we're, and Justin and I are going to, I'm going to talk, I'm going to ask Justin about one of those in a second, but uh, unlike other types that are designed to complete specific tasks, generative AI is programmed to learn and create on its own using algorithms and neural networks to create new and unique outputs based on patterns and data that it has learned from existing content. So the difference there is the learning aspect. So Justin, you uh, are a big fan of the Adobe creative suite. Am I right? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the things that Adobe has recently put in is its own version of AI, really within the past year or so, into Photoshop and I believe into Premiere and After Effects. Is that Effects, correct? Yeah. Well, real quick, yeah. Adobe Adobe is like the company that creates all of the editing systems that we use around here. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them. It creates right. some of the big, the big time video production things and right. some of the some of the big time graphics. And there's a lot of sub programs within that, but Adobe is the big umbrella. Right, right, okay. right. So, like, you've used its own type of AI there, correct? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, what uh, what version of it have you used, or what what kind of processes have you done with it? I mean, like version. So, like, as far as like the AI, like I know that because um, it actually has like background generation now, mm-hmm. um, where you can um, like remove objects and stuff like that, which it actually does a pretty decent job. But like, um, it, which I feel like is is like really cool and everything that is built into the program, but it's not as mind blowing as like some of the other stuff that I've seen, just because like that technology is in phones now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. <laughs> I mean, it it's cool, but um, as far as like Chat GPT level, um, I mean, and even I mean, I know that ha- even that has a long way to go, but like that's like that's a little bit more mind blowing to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the so that that's AI, AI. What what we're talking about is the neural pathway, the neural network thing, and that's actually built into phones and built into specifically MacBooks. Yeah, which is we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, so along comes ChatGPT version three, and that's the thing that really broke the internet. That like about six months ago, that was all of a sudden you started seeing kids 
-hmm. and teachers start to use ChatGPT to do homework and to write papers. You started to see um, all of the, all of a sudden everywhere that you were looking, social media posts were coming out, and a lot of those social media posts are AI generated, yeah. AI driven. They yeah. are they are essentially just cut and paste straight from ChatGPT. So as we kind of start to dive into it, I've, I've actually, I, I've been using it a, a ton. I've been using it for building a couple of apps in here in the studio for some of the things that we're gonna use and ChatGPT wrote its own code. I popped it in and I started messing around with it, got a couple of bugs and a couple of errors, popped those errors back into ChatGPT. It fixed its own code and then spit it back to me. And then I worked with that a little bit. It had another error, didn't define a library and all. I put it back into ChatGPT. It fixed its, it made its own workaround based off of my, it would, that's something that would have taken me sure. 45 minutes to, yeah. to figure out all the, the libraries and everything. It did it in less than 30 seconds. Right. Well, less than two minutes total. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a scare factor in the church mm -hmm. to AI. Do you want to kind of talk about like where you've seen the scare factor happening so far? Well, I think people, this happens all the time in every line of work, in every like sector of business. Anytime there's a new quote unquote new piece of technology that is introduced, the first thing people feel is like this wow factor, like, wow, you know, this um, like it does the shock and awe type thing. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is look at this is amazing or whatever. And then every single time, the very next thing people feel or think, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean for the future? And so, you know, I was talking with John Michael about this. And Who's John Michael? John Michael is one of my best friends, but he also works here. He's the executive director of ministries. Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about ChatGPT. And like he, the last time he spoke, he like typed in <clears throat> to ChatGPT, hey, write me a write me a sermon in the style of whoever using these sort of quotes based on this, um, based on the scripture passage. And then it did it. Yep. Um, and I think that people, that people are afraid of that, of like this idea that the human element is going to be completely removed and we will then be replaced by our technological uh, computer overlords, you know, um, and then it even it's going to make its way into the church and we are no longer going to hear from people. We're no longer going to hear, you know, from people who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. We're, we're going to hear whatever some generative AI is going to give us. Um, and so that's that's like the next step people jump to after they go like, wow, this is really cool. And then it's like, oh, no, what does this mean for our future? Well, there's that there's the bell curve <laughs> thing that happens, too. So you have and I if I can find it, I'll put it in here as well. But there's it's the curve of innovation. I'm yep. sure you've seen yeah. it. it. You have really on the on the, the on early the, adopters. Yeah. Well, even before that, the you have the bleeding edgers yeah. and mm -hmm. then you have the innovators and then you have early adoption. Then you have like wholesale adoption. And that is the top of yeah. your bell curve. Right. That is like the 95 percent. Mm -hmm. And then you have your late adopters and then you kind of have your, your laggards. Yeah. Your lag, your lagging indicators. Yeah. And then the technology is done. And I would venture to say that we are in early adoption right mm -hmm. now, uh, if not moving into sort of the halfway point between like it's just everywhere and i'm talking generative ai again knowing that ai has been in everything for yeah. a long long time right um, well and so i think that that's an important distinction to uh clarify no that's an important clarification to make yeah is that 
we like this artificial intelligence is sort of a misnomer. And I think that people jump immediately to iRobot and they jump immediately to, you know, this completely functioning non-human thing. And from what I learn about machine learning and AI, for example, Elon Musk has been saying for 10 years, we're going on 10 years straight now, where he has said that there will be full self-driving in a Tesla. Well, hold on. He's also the dude that has, he and like a cohort of people started OpenAI, which is sure. which is the one that's designing ChatGPT, uh, ChatGPT and then said, hey, we need like a six month uh, uh, uh release like no more development on, on chat gpt for six months because it's going way too quick yeah i was like oh okay dude wait right. your your mixed messages here go ahead yes um so but anyways he was the and while like i know that he's a very divisive figure and i have divisive opinions on him as well what? in a sense well like i like him and i also don't really like like him what um well i mean it's just it's whatever like yeah. he's he's a gigantic billionaire and he is like a very forward thinker uh however he's sold people on this full self-driving thing in teslas and i think that people were looking at the way artificial intelligence was going you know even 10 years ago and thinking like well surely may it might not be out next year but like the way things are progressing maybe in like a year or two we'll be able to be able to get it but what people are beginning to realize the more we get into AI discussions is how actually intelligent humans are. Yep. The human brain is the most complex, unbelievably like wonderful, like the amount of decisions that we make per second, the amount of thoughts that we have, all that, and the stuff that's running just in the background. It's unbelievable. And no computer has come anywhere close to, not even like, Super quantum computer type stuff. You know, they can do very specific tasks way better than humans can. Um, but I would, I would argue to say that those are all conscious tasks. The computer is consciously manipulating. So a CPU is a central processing unit. That thing is con like everything that has everything that 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 processor is processing. It has to be forced into it. It has to be I put see. into yes, it. Exactly. Even like animal brains, mammalian brains, yeah. or even fish brains, for mm -hmm. example. One of the, you know one of the smallest brains in the world, the goldfish. It's still doing more. Yeah. that unconsciously yes. uh, and instinctually than a CPU yes. is doing. Right, and, and it's really difficult to teach AI that. Right. Um, and Every time. I know, I know. My wife, she knows. She knows anytime we're doing a podcast. Um, but I, I, I think that that's like a really important distinction and clarification to make to where like while I don't think it's wrong to maybe be a little apprehensive about what what could this possibly mean if we take this to the very end and like the end is like iRobot or the Matrix or something and our computer overlords are going to enslave us humans. And um, I mean, sure, I guess that is a possibility, but like we can't even figure out how to how a car can drive itself on our roads right now without human input, right. um, which I know is not like a simple task like it's a very complex task but still, we can't figure that out yet um and so we're we're very far away away from it overtaking us and all that kind of stuff um and like back to and that's just an example back to like our a sermon created by chat gpt it does that task but like it is not specific there is no insight involved in it it's like reading a wikipedia uh, synopsis mm -hmm. on something and while informative 
it is devoid of any human um, sort of like the connection, the human connective experience, yeah, all that no, kind of stuff. The storytelling is not there. The emotiveness is not yes. there. It will get things wrong. Yeah. Depending on where it's coming from. ChatGPT4, which is the one that just kind of came out at the beginning of this month and yeah. the one that's starting to spin up. Um, I haven't played with that one as much as 3.5 Turbo. 3.5 Turbo is a stupid name, but like it's... <laughs> Turbo. Fast, yeah, it's fascinating. Like I've been playing around with it on my phone and um, getting it to do complex tasks on my phone and having it like respond and do certain things. And it's fascinating, but you're right. Like it's just, I have to feed it yes. something. I have to feed it. I have to constantly put input into yep. it before it gives me output out. And you know, there is AI, like I, I would venture to say I have like a, an uh, AI controlled thermostat at my house. Mm -hmm. And now granted I set parameters on it and it's doing things in, but like if something happens again, that's the if then statement, if something happens, right. then it will do a thing. Yes. And that is the core of any CPU. That's mm -hmm. the core of any generative AI. Yeah. If then right. it's just, if then writ, yeah. Times billions. Well, and we as like a society now have computers, processors that can handle millions upon millions of if then statements. Right. Um, and our brain sort of works that way, but it also doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so there is, there will always be, I don't want to say always be, but like as of right now, there will always be a gap between a, a human, not just a human brain, but a human experience and generative AI. Mm -hmm. Um, where I think that like why this is important for us to be talking about from like a church angle is just like with everything, like it is going to become a tool that people use to offload things that might have taken them time, uh, energy or whatever that might not take them time or energy anymore or take them way less of time or energy the way that the car um, was, you know, able to cut down on the amount of time it took us to go longer distances as opposed to a horse, the phone, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Um, and in my real estate stuff that I'm, I'm, I do right now, we have an AI assistant, uh, that reaches out to, uh, leads that access our website or whatever and says, Hey, I'm the assistant for XYZ or whatever. And it just asks questions. And whatever the input is from the customer goes to the AI and then they ask questions based off of that. And then it builds, you know, it does build a database of like, okay, they said this, they use this, these words, and this sentence or, you know, so I'm going to ask a question based off of this. Mm -hmm. And it's just a back and forth. There is no end. There is no, and the only job it has is to just engage the person. Um, but it's a tool that like I, let's say it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm sleeping. And our AI does not sleep. So like this person is just looking at, you know, they're up late at night. They're looking at houses. It, it texts them. They engage them. Mm -hmm. That's a great tool to have. Yep. So it can create some sort of, you know, um, some fertile ground for me to be able to approach them with. Justin, I want to ask you a question since you're coming at this from a little bit of a different perspective, tech wise and creative wise and communications wise. Mm -hmm. There's a gigantic so Mike was talking about kind of the uses for church and we can talk about that for pastors and mm -hmm. it's super easy for speakers and communicators that get up front in front of people to say like, okay, using ChatGPT or using uh, generative AI is going to be used for the communication piece. It's going to be used for talking. It's going to be used for writing and all that. Do you hold to the idea, especially in the creative world, that things like generative AI are going to start putting more and more creative people out of jobs? Mm. 
have I have a uh, thought on this as do well. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I, I want you to yeah. follow up from Justin. Yeah, here. honestly. Um, so from what I have seen of ChatGPT and like generative AI like this, um, at least as of right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And the reason for that is because it seems like everything um, that you ask, like it's able to do like these amazing things. Like you said, like you can create sermons from it um, and like songs and um, you can have it write screenplays and stuff like that. But um, which we even did the screenplay. Right. For, well, that, uh, I, I was going to mention <laughs> that, <laughs> that as well. Yeah. No, we know the uh, Capri Sun. Oh, the Capri Sun. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did Hot Pockets too. It's somewhere. But yeah, yeah keep going. Yeah. But um, when you look at those and if you do that really um, more than once, um, just like if you, you, I feel like you can even start seeing it just the second time you ask it to write like a screenplay or something like that. Yep. You start to see certain patterns emerge. Yep. Um, and those patterns a little bit, like you said, they don't have that human element, but, um, it tends to keep getting certain things wrong. Um, or like a, like a, the same certain things seem to be off every time yeah. where whether it's like the wording on like these sentences or like, you know, OK, like, I mean, yeah, even if it's an ad or whatever, like these two people wouldn't or really people in general wouldn't say that to each other sort yep. of thing or like they, that's not how they would talk, which I know that'll get better over time. But at the same time, I feel like um, you described it in a good way to where it's it it would be a tool yeah. um the way that i see it right now and at least the way that i see it for um the immediate future is that not necessarily that it's going to put creative people out of work but it, i kind of see it as um it opening the door to more people who maybe want to get into a creative mm -hmm. job or um people who are already in um that line of work um, maybe they're able to take on a little bit more work um, because it's able to free up some time because they don't have to spend as much time doing right. these tasks here. They can use that for certain things. I've even seen it used for um, like it can write um, scripts for you and after effects mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which mm -hmm. is really cool. And there um, I haven't used it yet, but. Um, I know that there's a plugin that somebody made that integrates it into After Effects. Yep. So you can just have it write stuff for you, like right there inside of the program. You don't even have to leave, leave the program, which yeah. is really cool. But um, yeah, I, I see it as a tool that creative people would use um, and kind of lower the barrier for um, people that want to start doing more creative jobs yep. rather mm. than taking jobs away from people, at least right now. Sure. <laughs> Well, and so I want to like this idea from a musician's perspective, mm -hmm. um, this is it's so similar to like the idea of like synthesizers and plugins for, you know, like your hmm. your audio software and all that kind of stuff. People think that it's so easy to use. Um, and, and they think like, oh, we have all the sounds built in and everything. You can just find a sound and then you're good to go. What people don't understand is there are literally thousands of options and it is still up to me as the artist or the composer, the creator or whatever, to be able to like shape how that sound or how that, uh, how that piece of technology is supposed to be within what I have for it. Um, and so I think it's, it's just, it's a very similar analogy mm -hmm. to like what 
this is going to be and what this is. And I think for us to move forward as even like creatives in the business um, for all three of us or whatever, you're going to need to know how AI can inform and increase your ability. Uh, I don't think you're going to, I don't think it's going to take over. Uh, but just like in the music business, you have to know how Pro Tools or some sort of audio software works mm-hmm. um, for you to be successful. And I think that this is going to be very, very similar to, to the same thing. Mm. Um, or social media, you know, for you to be successful in literally almost anything, mm-hmm. you have to be using social media or understand how it works to at least like a, a basic level of understanding. And I think it's going to be very similar. Um, second, and maybe this is kind of like where we turn the corner a little bit, but I think it's a really good example of the idea that like information is not the be all end all for just life in general. And I think that this sort of like chat GPT specifically is all about like it scrapes the internet for knowledge and for information, which is really great. Um, But it cannot live my life and my experience. The nuances of our life will, will never be able to like be completely captured by an artificial intelligence like this. Mm. And I think it is incumbent upon us, not just as like creatives or storytellers or whoever, but as Christians and as people who are inviting people into this, this way of Jesus, it is incumbent upon us to um, maybe leverage this tool, but like we are, we are still the, the story carriers, you know, if that makes any yeah. sense. <clears throat> yeah. And honestly, um, because what you said about um, like, you know, you um, like you're the only person who has lived your life. Right. And like if you, um, you know, like with so many songs out there right now, there's so many different artists. But then, you know, people um, always have like, you know, a bunch of like their favorite artists, like yeah. these particular artists that they go to. And like to think that like I don't see how someone right now can think that like AI can like, you know, take over like the music industry Uh or or something creative like that, because if it did, it can like maybe it can make like amazing sounding music. Right. Really great sounding music. But if it's all made by the same thing. Yeah. It's not going to sound it's not going to have all those unique qualities that different people could can make because right. you might have these two people that are both super great, super knowledgeable at making music, but they both make completely different music. Yep. Well, and, and I think too, like the, like what's cool about something like ChatGPT is you can talk to it and then it talks back to you and then you, you fix it and then you talk back to it and like you can have this almost like conversation to like create something. And I was having a conversation with some people in Bellarive because they asked one of the drummer, Kenny asked, have you guys used it to write a song yet? I was like, <laughs> I, I did, but it feels very general. You know, it, it does it, but it just feels very general, very like surface level kind of thing. And I said, what's cool about it is you can do that. You can talk back to it, make it more specific and sort of like carve it out, shape it or whatever. But then I said, at the end of the day, why don't I just write the song? Right. <laughs> why don't I just write it then? You know, um, and so like that's that's kind of in my head, we're still at that like breaking point. So I can do that for a sermon. But like I would have to continue to like form it in a way that like maybe it would help me pull certain things that I wouldn't be able to pull from the internet or whatever. But I would still be doing like a a 
a significant portion of the heavy lifting as for my input and all that kind of stuff. The uh, and it's the personalization. It's a tool. Thing. You know, it, it, it is a tool. It's yeah. just like the computer. It's just like you know, right. word word correct um, uh, grammar yeah. checking and all that. Um, I one of the other churches that I help out with the Lux Digital Church, we have in our social media area we do like encouragements we do like reels and things like that we've been doing them for i've been there over a year now and we've been doing them for the entire year and you know everybody that's on the team will have a library of like four or five things that we'll record looking into the camera and it's under 60 seconds we post them on instagram and tiktok and i get so tired of just writing those things honestly it's just one of those like i know what i want to say right I, I'm going to do these encouragements. Here's the season that we're in. Like I got it. And so the last, the last round of them, I just went to chat GPT and I was Write like, listen, seven. I need, yeah, I need, well, I didn't even do that. I just said, I need one and then hit this and then, and then hit regenerate, yeah. regenerate, regenerate. And he gave me four. I copy and pasted those four into my little Google doc and then started fixing up the little things yeah. that I wanted. Would I ever write a sermon like that? No, but it was 60 seconds mm-hmm. and about half of them were my words anyway because right. I was adding personal stories and personal touches and we're going to talk about Spider-Man here and then we're going to talk about, G- you know, that type of thing. Well, like you were still delivering it and like it is it is like a deeper ethical question of like at what point is it yours? At what point is it not sure. yours? But also like we've been, we have had to have those discussions for a long time. Well, that's... All creative things are just... Um, like iterative off of things that we've already heard or whatever. Yeah, there is you know? nothing new under the sun. Yeah. That is that is literally a biblical concept. Yeah. And one of the things, uh, one of the articles I was reading from this guy, a friend of mine, Kenny Zhang, who is, I think he works for church, or he's the owner of Church Tech today now. Uh, it's been a, it's been yeah, kind of a- Yeah, he's a big online church guy. Yeah, he's, he and I have been hanging around for a long time together. And um, he wrote a, he guest posted on Kerry Newoff's blog. And I, I talked to Kenny about it at Expo, I was at Exponential a couple weeks ago and he and I were just sitting there talking in one of the little rooms and he was actually talking about this article and he said that the main thing that he was trying to get his head around that he couldn't was that uh, he wanted to give a warning to pastors and like he didn't know how to get, to, especially to organizational leaders, but mostly pastors because this is mostly a church audience and he kept he kept running up against the block of like, I want pastors to know that they need to talk about this with their church. They yeah. need to talk about, especially their staffs. It doesn't matter how big or small right. they're, like, they're going to come up against these things. They need to, they need to understand the warnings, but also maybe lean into a little bit, just like you would lean into like a handsaw. Yeah. You're not going to go out, out back. And like, if you're doing crown molding, you're going right. to hand router all or hand drum, all those things. No, you're going to get a, a electric mo- or mm-hmm. saw. Yeah. He said, I, I want to figure out how to do that. And he wrote it and it's, and it's eloquent right. as Kenny is like, he's, he's great at what he does. Um, but the whole point of that is like, I think, I think we kind of, as, as the church and as everybody listening to this, like lean into it a little bit. Don't, don't let it take over your life. Like don't all this, but like, don't be afraid of it. Don't bury your head in the sand. Cause like we're watching denominations. What is the average of like 2000 churches close every week Mm -hmm. across the world? That's insane. Yeah. The average church is under 75 a week in the, in the West. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and 2000 churches are closing across the world every single, every single week because most of them are scared of technology and most of them are scared of what the world word of God can do through technology. And I know that's a large leap, but like, I think you can draw a pretty, pretty, a pretty big comparison. And at the end of the day, the gospel has survived like plenty of changes in technology sure and this is just another one yep <laughs> and there will be another one six months from now yep that will feel significant and like guess what the gospel is still there and will still be there 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else, Justin? Any other thoughts before we close up shop today? Nah, I think that's the perfect place to end it. Cool. Yeah. Can I can I deep fake your face into saying good night, folks? I'm giving you this to work with. Yeah. Hold on. I need the ping pong balls. <laughs> we need to do the ping pong balls all over your face first. Get, motion, like, motion, motion capture. Yeah, the motion, motion capture. Motion track that. And then actually the deep fake stuff needs none of that. Yeah. Whatsoever. No, that, that's a different, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, Here, if our, you do that, go ahead and fix this little like. Howlick thing. Yeah. That's, what if, that's been sticking up the, the entire episode. Uh, I think so. it's endearing, man. It shows that you actually, that's actually your hair. Taken hey. from a guy who has no hair. Uh, I'm jealous. Uh, all right. Uh, we love you all. Remember to like, subscribe, smash the thumbs up thing everything do, do all it the all. things or yeah. just put it into chat gpt and put it on a loop oh, and get the views yes. up on this thing see if you can see if you can code chat gpt to like different di yeah oh yeah different ip every 15 <laughs> minutes uh ip release ip renew we love you all we'll see you next time Bye. goodbye Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekday here at Bay Hope Church. And if you are watching this on YouTube, do us a quick favor and like and subscribe. I know you hear this all the time, but it really does help everything that we're doing here on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a quick favor and follow us on Spotify and leave an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.